Hello, 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 and welcome to the NOMT podcast. And that stands for the Naked Onion Mystery Tours podcast, a podcast for women about women created by women. The Naked Onion Mystery Tours podcast wants to be the friend parent to women they didn't have when they were growing up. In tonight's episode, we have our beloved Mel the Podcaster of Past Level 50 Podcast devoted to women letting them know there is so much more than they believe they are and there is life after 50 years old. Please check it out. It's on Apple, Google, and Spotify and about 11 other platforms. We also have Claudine Moreau, Astro poet at Venus in the Mines on TikTok and the author of Demise of Pangea, the book of inspiration written in the language which is poetry. I ordered my copy today and have put the link in this bio. Tonight's episode is the beloved thread from Reddit Am I the Asshole? I mean, really? Isn't it a trap? We all react to behaviors from people. Are we all really assholes, though? And in this particular episode, it may feel like we're going after mothers, and we are absolutely not. Mothers are imperfect and reactive creatures and have loads of unaddressed emotional issues they don't want to tackle at this late stage of the game. So I absolutely get it. I'm not a mother, but I understand. These topics are so much fun. Hang out with us tonight and ask yourself this question. Am I the asshole? Thank you, Reddit. And thank you for listening to the Naked Onion Mystery Tours podcast and enjoy the show. Yes, past level 50, Mel the Podcaster. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I'm so happy to be here with Me the both of you. Too. I'm so excited. Yay. So we have Astro Poet, Self, Edith Ibe, Rosenblatt. Awesome. And today's episode, we're doing Am I the Asshole? <laughs> oh, we're going to find out. I, I've been looking at a few, and you guys, I offered to let my husband move in. With to have space with me he won't because he's retired and he likes where he is so like mm. I said they are all mad at me my husband Trudy and her kids Trudy's husband is the only one who understands my position I will no longer agree to let them in my apartment I was only letting them move back anyway what do you think only the outsiders are the ones that see the truth of everything mm-hmm mm. Wow. Trudy, Trudy, Trudy. <laughs> Trudy's a handful, I think. Yeah, always has been. And dad knows that. He knows what he has. Mm-hmm. He's enabling. Is that what you're saying? Yes, definitely. Well, that was too easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm really mad at him for not standing up for his wife. I mean, that yeah. that that's got to be the number one priority. And is he's going to back her up. Mm-hmm. And and you know let his kid know what what the expectation was for them living there, and um, if they didn't live up to it, then it, he should have kicked them out. 
Right. Yeah. And he's probably saying, you know, the cop out there is, well, I'm really caught in the middle between my daughter and my wife. Well, you, I, I look at it from this perspective. What is use the moral compass? You know, you want to manifest good things. You and and how do you do that? Be the change. Emanate good behavior. You back up your wife. Look at your daughter and you say, "Look, this is how you cohabitate with other people." Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you have to be kind. You have to be mindful of other people. You can't just walk over them. And insist that they give you your way. It doesn't work that way. Where's Trudy's mom in all of this? <laughs> I know, right? Six years divorced. I'm thinking she ran like hell. Yeah, she has her own apartment in another complex nearby. Somewhere. Oh, oh. the rainbow. Yeah. I got another good one. Okay. Okay. Am I the asshole for telling my mother I would not take her advice because she married my father? My father is not a very good person and he is a horrible husband. Do you know the TikTok meme with the stocking? The husband did not realize the wife had nothing in her stocking because she is the one who filled every single one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that. He left two days after my brother's birth for a weekend away for some soccer thing. He always forgets my mom's birthday, anniversary, the Valentine's Day, every single year. He downplays my mother's emotions, laughs at her, and diminishes her work. Mm. We have talked so many times to our mom, telling her that this is unfair, our father is horrible to her, etc. My mother is in full denial, even when he treats us badly where she was. So we left it all alone. I have been dating Terry for one year now. We are both 25. We met at an after work party. Now Terry has autism. He is fully functioning and also masks very well. He does not get overstimulated. He does get overstimulated with sounds and lights and struggles with eye contact, but not much else. Last weekend, we went out with my family to a little village festival. At one point, too many people were talking and they started to change the lights very quickly. So Terry asked me to leave as he was standing up and already going out. I said that we would see the rest back home and we left. No problem, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that night, my mother came to me and told me she was concerned about my quote unquote choice and a partner. (laughs) (laughs) And she was afraid that his condition would make him a bad partner. I explained that it was no bother to me and Terry does for me more than I do for him and that I assure her everything is fine. That was not enough for my mother. So she brought up me being his caretaker. I told her I am not. Terry is a grown man and he takes care of himself. I just support him. Still, that was not enough. My mother kept pressing me, kept bringing up the same lazy arguments, and then I blew up. I told her I would not take criticism on my partner choice from a woman who married my father. She told me I was awful and left. She has not spoken to me since, and my brother said I was right, but I still should have shouldn't have said it. What do you think? She needed to hear it. Mom needed to hear it. But why is mom involved? It's like she has no business 
right you know but i'm sorry they need to have kitty rebellion on this because (laughs) that's all kitty rebellion is like out there she's like the superhero of of, for all these women that are dealing with these men downplaying their emotions gaslighting them and Mm -hmm. here is these men are still out there it's like and these women enabling them still yeah so yeah 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 your mom's an asshole Yes, I agree. I I totally agree. You know, they're both I mean, they're they're both adult women choosing their partners. And I think that the the daughter maybe she shouldn't have said I can't take this advice from you because of then it kind of undercuts her argument a little bit but yeah you know but she, i think she she is right in saying like hey you know i know i know what this relationship's about i know what we give to each other what we do for each other and i wish he would have stayed on that <laughs> but yeah yeah but you know but the, both of them are doing what they're doing um as adults so you know they're both they're both willing to be in those relationships so i'm hoping that the mother's relationship we don't really i don't really know what that's about with the dad i mean daughter says the dad's not good but mm-hmm. i wonder what i wonder what those parents relationship is like i i think from my perspective, I think it's just laziness. Like she's older mm. and she's with her partner and maybe she can't be alone. Maybe she's afraid, you know? Yeah, but to be in a relationship where you are minimalized to just be part of a relationship and you're not cherished or even given love in, in some, even though it seems stupid to some people, fine. But if she appreciates a card on Valentine's Valentine's Day, God, just write her a note, bring her your, you know, a candy bar. It doesn't have to be a hallmark, you know, moment, a grandeur, you know, experience, but something. And he doesn't do anything. He never has. He's Archie Bunker, man. Yeah. Yeah. Archie never did anything. Was it Ethel? Was that his wife? I should know that one. You know? Seriously, he did nothing for her. He was insulting. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I was married to that for 17 years. Birthdays are just another day. Valentine's Day is just a it's just a hallmark holiday yeah, yeah it's a hallmark holiday but i don't care i mean yeah something. yeah i mm-hmm. you know i wonder if that mother when she made the comment if she i bet you she didn't realize it but it sounds like she was probably projecting mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly that's so sad that there's women out there living like that still. Right. She didn't even realize. She probably doesn't realize it about her own relationship. Yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. even though she, I mean, I'm sure she's watched television and realizes, hey, you know, no one does anything for me. Why, you know, you compare, you know, you start comparing yourself to media or to your family around you and you realize, wait a minute, you know, there's, there's got to be something else. Doesn't she realize it? Well, practical culture with him out of convenience. She Mm -hmm. probably didn't like you called her out on her choice of a man and took the opportunity to try to make you feel small. She didn't like your response. However, she manifested it 
She created the whole drama. And if you apologize, you enable the behavior. If you mm-hmm. do not, then you might be subject to not speaking to her for a while. Hmm. Ooh. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like that person has the same mom, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. That is a lot. That is. That's a lot of unpacking. Are those pretty good? Yeah. Uh, it's just that we're dealing with moms, you know, that, and and I think what really helps is that we all know so much more now, you know, mm-hmm. I'm in my late fifties and I know how I want to be treated. I have set boundaries. I've communicated what I want. And at this point, if it's not happening, then I will do things to, to have those changes met. But women, I don't know. Does it get to a point, 60s, 70s, where it's like having someone, no matter what condition they are in or how they treat you, is it is that more important than being with someone that will treat you right? It takes a great, like, it takes, don't you think? Mm-hmm. For someone to do, to do the right thing. I mean, we all kind of regress back to that little inner child where we react to people and things like a child. What do you think, Astro? You know, I have some, like, I have some aunts and uncles that I know are miserable together, but they've been together since (laughs) they were you know, 16 or 17 mm-hmm. or so. And, you know, they, they sleep in separate rooms and, you know, they don't really have that much of a relationship. And I do wonder, it doesn't seem that they like each other, but I do wonder what it is that holds holds what? it together. Because it's it's clear to me that they're not leaving. They're, they're, they're just stuck. They're and stuck they're, there. Just, yeah. 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 I grew up with my grandparents and, you know, I, I was there as a little kid and the, the entire time that I was there, my grandfather had his own room in the back of the house. It was a bedroom and that was his, he had a bathroom and my grandmother had the bedroom next to me. And so, you know, I saw that and I thought it was normal for, Mm you know, old people to live in their own, hey, you know, their own little, their own little space. And I thought that was the way things were. Of course, I was very confused when I watched Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and then saw that both (laughs) sets of his grandparents were sleeping in the same bed. Right? (laughs) You know, there are relationships where people actually love each other and they will, they're best friends with their partner, mm-hmm. you know, and they like being around that person or they can just coexist and be around that person and be completely content and never have to say a word because they're in such a good space. And I've, you know, I'm currently living that kind of relationship. It's definitely, Aww. it is a blessing it is like a being with your best friend Mm -hmm. yeah you know so So I can't imagine what that mom is I I can't how do you do that like you pretty much have to deaden your soul right and I I don't know maybe that comes from one partner doing too much for the other 
That's what yeah. I, I'm seeing. I see, I see the mom doing too much for the husband that she takes care of him. And I've seen this also at the senior center. I see a lot of mm-hmm. couples come in and you see the man, he's like, you know, doesn't smile, but here she is doing everything for him, taking care of him. And I'm wondering, is this, maybe this is the dynamic, maybe that the love is shown by taking care of physically? Yeah, they ignore everything else, like the the birthday, not selling the uh, celebrating the birthday and no Valentine's Day. I can't live like that. I'm Mm-mm. sorry. I got to I'm like a plant. You got to sprinkle all kinds of maybe fairy <laughs> dust and you know, unicorn not unicorn blood, but you know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, yes. You, you got to <laughs> like the poetry. I'm telling you, Astro Poet, your poetry livens me right up. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so sweet. It's, it's the truth. And I'll play it for my, about poetry. Mm-hmm. Or, yes. And we go and we'll watch classical music together. And we've gone to museums. And that's the kind of engagement with another human being that I want. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That has to happen. If it's not happening, mm. something's going to, something has to change or someone needs to move on right Mm -hmm. you know for both parties sake you're not happy i'm not happy you should at least if you want to be alone yeah you should be doing that yeah 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 i i call like the i call the this element of like connecting with someone mentally i call it brain fizz (laughs) (laughs) my friend and i call it brain fizz and that's something that's just so super important to me and you know where it's just you know this intellectual attraction and when you talked about like going to museums together and and you know sharing art and poetry and music that's like that brain fizz connection and that's so important yeah, to me and yeah you know I'm just not gonna do with I'm just not gonna do without that and you know I don't know with with some of these couples that are in these relationships in their you know 60s and 70s and you know they don't I don't they don't really have um things that they're doing together, I would feel very lonely and and, in a situation like that. Even sometimes for me, I think being with someone where I don't have that mental connection is is worse than just being alone. Yeah. Um, For me. So I think I would definitely, you know, in my 60s or 70s, if I find myself with no brain fizz with my partner, I don't know. I might, I might just have to to uh, to go out on my own because yeah. I think I would get too depressed. Yeah, and you're so right. Yeah, and that's probably why so many people suffer from depression. Mm-hmm. And that could be one of the things of that whole loneliness thing is, you know, you could be next to someone and still be lonely. Oh yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that that brain connection that you're talking about, mm-hmm. I have been missing that for my whole life. And I thought that the people I was with were intellectuals. They never were. <laughs> never were. <laughs> Not. No, I, I was even with a doctor early on. Nope. There was no emotional intelligence. and. Uh. It was more ego driven to be a doctor 
you know? Yeah. Not in a bad way, but uh, he did it for his mother, and I don't believe he did it for himself. He would have been a musician. Wow. You know? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot to unpack with mom. Oh, there is. Mm-hmm. Well, good because I think we're we're moms. We're just talking about moms, poor mothers, <laughs> right? Hi there, it's Edith. I just wanted to know: Are you enjoying the show? How do you feel about the questions? Do you li- do you really believe these people are assholes? I used to, however. Now when I go out, I keep my judgments of others' behaviors out of my mind. I have been practicing the tiny little joys, keeping love in the background of my mind, and reacting less to the outside stressors. Meditation, yoga, tea ceremony, crocheting, and other hobbies also help. And let's not forget the beloved podcasting. So please follow Naked Onion Mystery Tours podcast on social media and listen to the podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify and 11 other platforms. Thank you for listening to the Naked Onion Mystery Tours podcast. I've got another one. Okay. 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 Am I the asshole for being pissed that my daughter-in-law won't accommodate my allergies? I am very frustrated. My son has been married to my daughter-in-law for three years now. I have always made extra dishes that didn't include meat to accommodate her. No Mm. matter how much it was a pain to do, I always made sure she had options to eat when I hosted or she was over. She's a vegetarian at one time, excuse me, at one point tried to go vegan. My son and her never hosted due to living in a small apartment, but that changed since they have just bought a home. They are having a dinner this week and I called her to remind her I'm allergic to nuts. Stop downvoting people who say there are allergies that are not life-threatening. They are correct. My allergy is not life-threatening. If it was going to kill me, I would be wouldn't be okay with any of the dishes having nuts. I just asked for one that I can eat. I can be at a table with nuts. It's fine. I would have made her hot dogs. This actually yeah. personally annoys. I would have made her hot dogs like pigs in a blanket and fried <laughs> macaroni and cheese. Queso. Yeah, nachos. Yes. Yeah. Also, for everyone saying allergies get worse every time, it are incorrect. Some allergies can be improved through exposure therapy, which is usually done at a doctor's. My daughter has literally done that with her shellfish allergy. So, let's unpack that one, shall we? Let's. let's. You first. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) Well, I think this one is hysterical. Because I... I would totally be that kind of person. I'm I'm a little neurodivergent like that, you know, and I'd be like, well, hey, I've got a lot to do over here. If you need to have something special, why don't you do that? Right. right. And I believe it's all in how you look at it, right? Like this is her first dinner in her new home. She's lived in an apartment like a young adult 
and she's trying to have a dinner party. She's probably thinking about taking her own life. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like, why did I do this? Right. And then mother-in-law is kind of like not showing any compassion she's just like bitch please honey yeah i made that food for you baby you can make me some hot dogs and piggly wigglies and things like that (laughs) oh my gosh oh well you know the thing with that is i think it was all in the response you know she said well i think daughter-in-law should have seen this coming and and included she should have included her mother-in-law in the menu and said you know i'm not comfortable making this you know hot dogs or whatever but can you bring this and we can also have this i think in asking her to be part of it it would have had a much better result with the you know with a different approach right mm, no I, I, well <laughs> I come Do from a tell. family. Well, oh my gosh, this this hits home because there's just so much in this. Okay, so I come from a family um, where my brother has been a vegan for about 30 years, and when my brother comes to my mom's, my mother will make an entirely separate vegan meal for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, <laughs> she does. She's like, okay, I'm you know I'm. you know, Bjorn's coming and, you know, so I've got the regular, you know, meal and then Bjorn's meal. And, um, you know, I'm used to my mother always accommodating for my brother. Mm -hmm. And when my brother comes to visit me, I always make stuff that's vegan and make other stuff. Like we just do, this is what we just do for each other. We're going to have ribs. And and when we, and then (laughs) for my, for my, for mother's day this past year, my mother was coming uh, to see my brother and my brother actually made actual meat burgers on a grill for her. Wow. I've ne- you know, and, you know, because he's like, I know my mom would like this better than a, a beyond burger or whatever. He yeah. So I, in my family, it's, it's, it's been, we, we accommodate for each other because we love each other. Okay. It's, it's a symbol of love and, and, you know, and we accept this part of you. Now, it's not because of an allergy, but it's just because of a choice that my brother has made. So for, from my perspective, it's, a, it's always been a, out of respect and love that we accommodate for our family mm-hmm. uh, and meals. And that's just what we do for each other. So that's beautiful. I would, I would be, I would, you know, I would be, I, it would make me feel unloved. And, and if I had done, you know, for the daughter-in-law and, and did not oh, get the same courtesy yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you though, that my mom, when, when I would go over for dinner, because I definitely, I, I alternate, I will eat meat and then I will stop eating meat for several months just to give mm-hmm. my stomach a break. Yeah. <laughs> you know, And, um, not because of any ethical this or that, but just for health reasons, I do that. But my mom, if I would tell her, okay, I'm not eating meat, I'm doing the whole vegetarian thing, mm-hmm. she'd say, well, Edie, honey, we just don't have any of your foods here. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any of your foods. You're going to have to go pick up your food. Yeah. I guess it was not very loving of my mom, but I didn't pick mm. up on that until she died. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You know, that I just figured she was just, 
she smoked a lot of cigarettes, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and so did my grandmother. And it was just a thing. They, oh, you need that special food, Edie? You're going to have to make it for yourself, honey. Yeah. No yeah. one wants to make it for you. <laughs> they, in other words, they didn't know how. <laughs> no. Right. Right. Like, what is this nonsense, vegetarian? What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, oh my. So, I mean, I could see your point when you were saying that they about planning the menus together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I love being a hostess myself. Uh, so, I'm always trying to accommodate people, um, guests. And like when my partner's daughter who's vegetarian comes and I just, because for me, you know, the measurement of success as a hostess is that, is that I have done well for my guests and, you know, and, and taken into account their needs. Um, now, if there's something on the fly that happens like, oh, you know, someone's coming over and I'm like, oh, shoot, I don't have any, you know, veggie burgers. Um, in that case, and if I can't plan ahead, I, I would hope maybe they would bring something for themselves or, you know, I don't know, get DoorDash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. That happened to us once. My daughter has been vegetarian for a really long time and she came in from... Arizona and we were having dinner and she's like y'all didn't make anything for me and we were like we didn't we only had like sides and it was like it was really bad she was really hurt and but she always walked in with food you know like she and her her well her boyfriend is not vegetarian but they would walk in with you know chipotle or whatever and you know, here she sat down and it was, I, my heart fell. I was just, I, I was so disappointed in myself that Mm. I didn't do more. And so now every time she's coming over, I make sure I have the little, the little dinosaurs that are, (laughs) (laughs) she likes those. And like, we know what she likes and we'll, you know, we make barbecue. We have to make these mm. huge baked potatoes for her and we have all the fixings. So we learned from that experience because there were tears shed on both sides. Oh. So yeah. And, and so it was a learning experience and I didn't have a leg to stand on. I was wrong, but I will never do that again to anyone. So yeah. It, once you learn and hopefully from this experience, they, both of them will realize, you know, Hey, uh, maybe I should bring something, maybe, you know, whatever it is they, that the compromise that they come to that will make a difference in future events. Yeah. Just not creating an argument. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Especially, you know, I mean, that's why I was looking at the situation for the daughter-in-law I've been there where my mother-in-law, she just was not helpful ever, ever Mm -hmm. would, would just be resistant just to be resistant. And if I cooked at the house, she always had something negative to say about the food. Yeah. 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 So I had to, I had to grow Mm. a pair and just ignore her. (laughs) That's so sad. (laughs) Yeah, it's all right. It's over. She's, yeah, it's over. <laughs> She's not around anymore. Oh. Okay. Um, I've got one more. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And it's still, it's mother-in-law. Another mother-in-law. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Am I the asshole for refusing to let my mother-in-law throw me a baby shower? I'm 32-year-old female, just found out I'm pregnant with my first child. My mother-in-law, Susan, we'll call her Susan, was (laughs) immediately insisting that she will throw my baby shower. The problem is that Susan and I don't have the best relationship. She has very strong opinions and often tries to override my preferences and decisions. When my husband John and I brought, bought our first house, Susan criticized all of the design choices. Whenever we host holidays, Susan takes over the kitchen like it's her own home. I know if Susan hosts my baby shower, it will end up being her way or no way. She won't listen to any of my input on the theme, decor, guest list, etc. I envision her inviting all of her friends instead of mine and making it more about her than me. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I gently told Susan that I appreciated the offer but wanted my closest friend to host the shower instead. Susan blew up. I'm surprised she's not saying Karen. <laughs> blew up and accused me of trying to cut her out of her grandchild's life oh now poor. john's whole family is upset with me i still want susan not karen to attend the shower just not orchestrate the entire event i don't think that's unreasonable given our history am i the asshole for not letting my mother-in-law host my baby shower <clears throat> easily there should have been two baby showers that's exactly what i thought there you go yeah. <laughs> <That> <laughs> was... people aren't smart yeah uh, yeah i don't know why this woman didn't think that that was the first thing that came up to my head exactly I, I was, yeah like fine mother-in-law you do it you invite your friends and stuff exactly. and then my bff will have one for me too you, she doesn't need to know about it either. right yeah yeah, I just think there's no life experience there. Mm-hmm. It's it's like you you're not in the corner that you think you're blocked in. Yeah, but she's 32. Come on. I'm sure yeah. she has been to plenty of showers. Like I've been to some and then uh it's like family and you can you can look mm-hmm. around the room and realize who the shower mm-hmm. is given by. It's it's a relative. And then and then you go to Instagram a week or two later there's another shower and it's a bunch of young girls because yep. those are her friends and that is okay well yeah. you go online and you check out the showers and stuff but i i have autism and i tried to give my sister-in-law a shower and it was a disaster because, yeah it was really bad i don't i couldn't pick up on social cues i didn't know when to start the games it was oh no <laughs> it was Peter. bad it was bad i cried no i was devastated oh my gosh yeah so i maybe understand like at 32 and and it's your first pregnancy and then kind of feeling like you're all in your emotions right because of your hormones mm-hmm. of course yeah that baby balling Mm-hmm. Oh gosh! Yeah. Now, why me? Uh, why does everything have to happen to me? Right? Mm-hmm. Terrible. Yeah. Two showers. That, two That's showers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Two, definitely two showers. 
Yeah. Let's see what stranger on Reddit says. <laughs> they say, not the asshole. Your mother-in-law sounds like a real piece of work. Yeah. Good for you for setting boundaries. She's trying to make your pregnancy about her and politely telling her you have other plans for your baby. Shower does not equate to you cutting her out of her grandchild's life. However, her bad-mouthing you to her family certainly isn't yeah. going to help her case. I hope your husband is supporting you on this and will talk to his mom about her behavior. You're going to be parents, which means you've got to make decisions for your child. And maybe she needs to be made aware that bad-mouthing you, the wife, and not respecting your roles as parents is not something you want to have around your baby. So it's her choice and how she wants to behave moving forward. Wow. Oh, but women like that, they, they will never see the other side. It's always going to be that way with her. Everything... She's going to bad mouth her. If she's done it, she's going to keep doing it. She's never going to be in the wrong in her own eyes. Mm-hmm. I know. I had a mother-in-law like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And you, and I just quit fighting that energy. You just, you just, it is what it is. Their reality is based on their perceptions and their experiences in life. How limited those are. I don't know, but, mm-hmm. um, it can be, honestly, I had to leave my doctor partner, my very first love of my life. He and I had plans and his mother had other plans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His mother won. Of course. Yeah. Because oh. when it comes down to it, that whole bad mouthing to the family, she's doing it in his ear, too. And he's going to listen to the entire time. Who's he going to choose? Because that, it comes down, they they do that. They're like, and well, who are you going to choose? You only have one mother. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the truth. Yeah. My family's got a situation going on now. My brother's new uh, partner and my mom have had a really big uh, disagreement last summer. And oh my gosh, it's still ensuing. It's still, it's yeah. I mean, but my my understanding is is that they all did get together finally for the first time since last summer, this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, and they had a a big dinner. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, and I love my mom so much, but she she was overstepping some boundaries Mm -hmm. with my brother and his partner, you know, Mm -hmm. and you know she pulled out all of the guilt and the shame and the and the I'm your mother Mm -hmm. part. I, you know, and oh, and then her big I just survived cancer. So oh, yeah. she has that too. No. She, yeah, is. That she has is. the cancer cord. Yeah. Oh my cancer. god. She's gangster. <laughs> yeah. She's no, she's and she uses that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and as they say in the South, bless her heart. Mm. Um bless her pee picking heart. But we, you know, it, it, so it's been, it's, it's been something that's been in my family mm-hmm. lately. Um, I'm glad, yeah. But uh you know, I, I, there's a chance that this could could work and not be completely, you know, uh, separating the family. That was a big worry for us. But it seems like things are getting smoothed over. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm knocking on wood now. <laughs> oh, man. I have an uncle that does that. He, oh, yeah? Um, yeah. So 
he came and he lived on my parents' property for 10 years for absolute free. And before my mom passed away, she was like, I want you off this property. And he would not leave. He would not leave. He was in my dad's ear. He was in my mom's ear. He was like, he would badmouth me to, he didn't even know me. He never came out. He never talked to me, but he would always, he would have negative things to say about me mm-hmm. to my parents. And, you know, my dad loves his brother. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's just weird yes. to me. Like I would never do such a thing. Yeah. Well, he has. And it's such, uh, it's the first recording I've had since uh, I got sick last week. So I'm so happy to be here. And if I sound like a... Just as important, Astro Poet. Thank you. It is. Your poetry is comforting. It brings, like, you'll play the cure while you, you'll talk about a relationship that you had, um, I guess, when you first started becoming a professor and... Mm. And it just brings back memories of that time that was so carefree. And I I started going to clubs when I was 13 years old Mm. and dancing and (laughs) just, I lived life to the fullest when I was a kid. So can you tell everyone where to find your poetry, Astro Poet? Yes. So I have a book coming out called Demise of Pangea. It's going to be published by Main Street Rag Publications. And I do have um, a link to that in the bio on my TikTok. So, yeah, um, the, the, um, it's on a pre-sale right now. So what that means is cheaper than it, norm- than it will be in the future. So it's, it's $8.50 mm-hmm. for 66 pages of amazing poetry. Awesome. <laughs> I love awesome. it. I can't wait. Where um, can I buy it? It's a, it, the link is in your bio. Yeah, it, the link is in my bio on TikTok. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, I'm pretty sure it's working. I think uh, a friend of mine said that it, it that they used it the other day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's supposed to, to be go to print this spring. And, you know, I'm booking readings. And what's really cool is I'm going to do some readings with my first college poetry professor Mm, and his name yeah and he and his wife they did a book together she did photography um and they paired it up with his poems and he contacted me saying hey um I hear that you're you know you're you know at a university and I said yeah and I invited him to come and he and I told him I I might be having a a book out next year. And he said, well, why don't you read with me? And then he just kind of like tagged me in with a few other of his readings. He's like, I want to read with you. And I'm like, so that's going to be great. (laughs) The universe is opening up her arms to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and I just started the marketing, um, you know, email and Facebook stuff with it. And I have not asked anyone, hey, can I do a reading? I've had people coming to me saying, hey, we want you to, we want you to come you yeah. know, to our bookstore or, um, you know, to their open mic of events that they do and, and headline it. So I, I'm like, wow, things are, yes, aligning and, and, and all of that good karma that I've been giving my poetry friends over decades yes. is coming back to me. Yay! So yeah people need to hear it they need to hear this poetry and feel feel the way that i do when i listen to it it takes me back Mm -hmm. endeared Mm -hmm. all over again Mm. by it so i'm definitely ordering a few copies for the for us 
Oh, very sweet Renee of you. We're going to get a new mystery tours podcast. We're going to, we're each Yay. getting one. Oh, Yay. my gosh. Yay. Yay. So exciting. Thank you so much. Yes. Can't wait. So thank you both. Yes. I love podcasting yes. and it's always great podcasting with friends. Thanks yes. for having me here. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. for listening to the Naked Onion Mystery Tours podcast. Like to ask a question? We have a link at the end of every episode on Spotify. Ask a question. You can even record your question. Get involved, man. If you got a question to ask, please ask it. We'd love to know. We'd love to know what you're thinking, how you're feeling, what mood you're in. We'd like to answer any questions you may have. Peace out and word to your mom.